They have a basketball hoop and we are just now seeing it. Plus, Kiki's husband puts on a show. The Fab Five Alliance is created just in time for it to lose and then lose again. Desi lets it be known that this is a three-woman race. Don't get it twisted. And Sarah talks and talks and talks and talks some more and then some more and then finally wins something. So she will be talking and talking again next week. Ugh. It's the Challenge USA Episode 9 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today. On today's pod, we are talking all things episode 9 of the Challenge USA. Things are heating up in that warehouse compound, whatever you want to call what it is that they are living in down there in Argentina. Things are getting good. Lots to talk about with this episode. We will get to it momentarily. A couple quick housekeeping notes. First and foremost, big announcement to make and a question slash some help wanted from you, the listener. Coming up, the next episode. This one you're listening to is the 99th episode of this podcast, which means the next one, if my math is correct, is the 100th episode of this podcast. And I'm doing something special for that episode. We're not doing a rewatch. We're not doing a recap. We're not doing a Hall of Fame career. We're not doing anything. We're doing instead for the 100th episode 100 challenge takes. The 100th episode deserves 100 different challenge takes, rapid fire, and to come up with 100 great takes on the challenge and the entire history of the challenge, I'm going to need a little help. I mean, I am I am a historian of this stuff. I've got plenty of takes. You've heard plenty of them. You're going to hear plenty more in this 100th episode pod, but I want to hear from you too. So if you've always had some hot burning take about the challenge, some crazy opinion that you've held long in your heart, some player that everyone else hated, you loved, everyone else thought was trash, you thought was the best, anything, anything under the challenge umbrella If you've got a piping hot take that you've always wanted to get off, please head over to Instagram, at Challenge Historian, DM me, share it with me. The best of the best are going to make it into this podcast. I'm going to try to fill at least, I'm not going to say a specific number, how many of them, but the more good ones I receive from others, the more will be added into the podcast other than just my own. And of course, everyone will be credited with their own takes. I'm not trying to steal or plagiarize your takes. So if you've always wanted to get something off, if you have something, you know, along the lines of how I'm Fessy fan club for life, team Fessy for life, not a lot of people agree with that. Uh, I'm out here on an island, although I know some of you are on that island with me, and a, and a few have been coming around lately, uh, letting it be known that maybe they have some real estate on Fessy Island as well. But 
anything you've got, let me know. The best of the best will be added to that. So look forward to the 100th episode of the pod, which will be coming out next Monday, which is also when I will be done with my three-week-long travel schedule and everything. So we'll be able to get back to our regularly scheduled rewatch series with the island coming up. Going to hopefully have a guest co-host for that, starting our Hall of Fame career resume breakdowns with some of the first players that we're working on videos and pods for here in the near future. So a lot coming, but first things first, we've got to talk Challenge USA Episode 9. That's what we're here to do today. So without further ado, let's dive on in with our Cliff Notes recap. Everything that went down Episode 9, Challenge USA, as fast as we can. And a lot happened this episode. I, uh, you know, we're not going to, we might be condensing a little bit here, but it's the cliff notes. It's the true cliff notes of this episode. Here we go. Everything episode nine, Challenge USA, three, two, one, and we are off. They go on a riverboat cruise, and while there, the Fab Five alliance is established, which consists of Desi, Cachet, Justine, Sarah, and Kayla, a.k.a. the women not named Alyssa or Angela, who have all the money and all the wins under their belt and are not so secretly working with all of the men. A little house time before we head to the Daily Challenge, held in Rossing Football Club's 60,000-person stadium. It's called Collect Four. Run around the stadium, collecting one token at a time to bring to the field and place on your Connect Four board or on someone else's board to block and sabotage them first to get four in a row on their own board wins first person to be fully blocked and unable to play loses a lot of stairs are ran the fab five women plan to go after Alyssa and Angela thinking they've got the numbers so those two openly then go straight for Sarah to get her last and said Sarah pleads with every single person every single person to help her out by getting Angela but No one save for Kayla, maybe a little bit, actually helps Sarah. Sarah ends up getting eliminated, taking last place. She is going straight to elimination. Meanwhile, Danny, with an assist from Dom DeBlock, who blocks David, gets his first win and qualifies for the final, with Desi joining him in the seat of power for the week with a win of her own. Back at the house, and then at the bar, and then at the house again, it's full-blown mayhem. Sarah wants Angela. Desi wants to give her that. Danny Not about it. Over the course of dozens of conversations throughout what seems like maybe a multiple day period, Danny has to bring Desi into the Survivor Guys plus Angela and Alyssa alliance. But as we head to the arena, it's unknown where things have landed. Once there, though, Desi gives in to Danny and the alliance. They throw in Cachet versus Sarah to play in a role where you have to run on a giant hamster wheel, spooling up 300 feet of rope. First to get to the end of the rope wins the round. Best two out of three takes the win. The opening round goes to Sarah after Cachet can't really figure out how to get the whole wheel moving quick enough. And then in the second round, while it is ultra tight, coming down to just a few feet, it's Sarah with the win again, eliminating. Cache stealing her $7,500 in the process, qualifying for the final in the process. That means all 12 that remain are qualified for the final. So let the true games begin. Does Desi make the right decision? That is where we've got to start with the storylines of the episode. It's the biggest question of the episode. It's the inflection point that everything in the episode revolves around is ultimately the decision that Desi and Danny makes, but it is Desi's decision to go with Danny's uh, way in this new alliance that ultimately is the inflection of the episode. So let's, let's talk it through and decide, did she actually make the right decision? 
Starting off from the top of the episode with we get this Fab Five team up. We find out these five women, Desi, Kayla, Justine, Cachet, and Sarah, have decided, hey, there's seven women left. It's this individual game now. We're going to go ahead and take the power. We're going to team up five of us versus two of them. We'll have all the power in the game, right? Absolutely wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. These women didn't read the game correctly last week when they were given the golden opportunity when this game flips from pairs to individual. The first elimination round is a male one, which means the women got to sit back and see what the new format had to entail and read it and figure out what the best strategy was for this new format. Angela and Alyssa clearly read it correctly. The other five women did not because what Angela and Alyssa immediately realized or seemed to, or maybe they just lucked into it, who knows, but they were able to figure out that the opposite gender holds all of the power, meaning them teaming up with the men, way more powerful, way more influential, way better for their games than the other five women thinking that if we have the majority of our gender, we are going to get this done. The men seem to maybe see that as well, which is, you know, or at least Tyson maybe, or Danny, or maybe Dom did to bridge this alliance, but we see this come to much more fruition in this episode because Danny and Desi end up winning. Danny wants to do one thing. Desi wants to do another thing. Desi wants to stick with the Fab Five. She wants to give Sarah what she wants, give her Angela. Danny's like, nope, actually, got to fill you in. Angela's kind of my number one female now, but uh, I'll give you a little white lie and say that you're still right there too if you want to join this alliance that we got going. We just kind of forgot to tell you about it, which um, I was, uh, you know, kind of side note here. I didn't fully, I didn't know if Danny had, you know, he doesn't, he lies, but he it's kind of a half-truth. It's kind of more of a misleading, leaving out of information than like a bold-faced lie to Desi's face. I didn't know if Danny had that in him um, from being the one of th- two or three people who I've actually seen on their previous shows coming into this season. Uh, played it pretty straightforward on Survivor. Was pretty, you know, for a Survivor player, obviously there was some manipulation and gameplay going on, but in the world of Survivor, he was a pretty straightforward player. Didn't know if he had that in him. Glad to see that he did. But they're on opposite sides, and because they're on opposite sides, we get the conundrum watching his fans. They kind of hint at it, or, you know, the whole edit is about it without ever saying it of, what if they can't agree? What if they disagree? Would they go to the arena? And Danny says, you know, I'm going cachet. And Desi says, I want it to be Angela. And then does TJ say, okay, if you can't decide, then Desi, you're down here with me. Whatever he says, whatever he decides, Danny's in no trouble at all. It's a women's elimination. Sarah's standing down there with them. As we found out last week, they're not going to allow a cross-gender elimination here. So Danny's in the clear. Danny can hold strong the whole time. And as, you know, we don't know that that's exactly what would happen, that it would be Desi going down. Historically speaking, that has been done in the past when a power couple or, you know, the individuals in power, however it's been, can't come to a decision they get, uh, TJ lets them know that that means they would then be on the line to pressure them into a decision. And, you know, famously, Amanda and Zach going into elimination because Amanda stood up and said, I will not agree to this other stuff. So 
That's the only precedent we have to go off of. We learned, or I learned from Tyson from his group chat, his Instagram subscriber chat, which has been a wonderful time. Shout out to him. Uh, anyone out there that wants to join it, I believe you can join it at any time. It's some new paid Instagram feature, basically uh, like uh, Patreon almost within Instagram. Uh, you know, Facebook trying to take over everything just creates, you know, something that that's a podcast for a different day. Anyways, if you want to pay $5 a month, you can go get in on these group chats with Tyson as well. In that group chat, immediately after the episode, one of the many questions asked of him was, did anyone say, did production say what would happen if they didn't agree? His answer was that production told them uh, they couldn't tell them anything. Go ahead and try it and see what would happen. That sounds like a Desi would have went in to me. But either way, there's no way Danny could have ended up down there. So he had all of the power. He was 100% safe to hold strong to whatever he wants at absolutely no risk, while Desi would have to take on all of the risk, meaning that in a women's elimination week, the male in power has all of the power ultimately, and the same will be on the other side when it's a men's elimination week. The woman, if she wants to keep all of the power, the one who wins the daily, has all of the power to hold strong and say, this is what we're doing, and I'm not backing down from it. And if you won't agree with it, then we can find out if TJ throws you in yourself. So does everyone realize this yet or not? It seems like some maybe realized it without speaking it out loud last week or last round, and now everyone's maybe realizing that, and this alliance in real time is realizing that, and Desi in real time, probably realizes this and then makes the exact right decision. Yes, she makes the exact right decision. Be teamed up with all of the guys, and you are safe from elimination. If you're, if all the guys now have your back because of this decision you make, then you are safe from elimination. None of them are going to throw you in. The only way you end up in elimination is if you get dead last in a daily challenge, which then you would at least have your pick more than likely given that the guys would then try to help you out. So she makes the exact right decision. The only case against what she did is wanting to knock out Angela. If she looks at Angela and says, that's the top threat to me in this house in a final, I should take my shot at them. However, if I'm Desi, I'm also probably thinking I'm the only one that can is capable of beating Angela in an elimination. And also, even if you think, you know, anyone could beat Angela, maybe she doesn't think as highly of Angela, although it seems like she does, everyone in the house does. If I'm Desi, I'm not putting my entire game in the hands of Sarah having to beat Angela in an elimination. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. As much as I say, when you have a shot, you got to take your shot. This one, I like the read that Desi went with. I like that Desi says, you know what? I'm I'm going to get in on this good side. I'm going to punch my ticket essentially to the final unless I somehow get last, which she's confident she's not going to get last again, and then take my chances beating her in the final, which I'm starting to believe Desi can very much do. Uh, we will get to the power rankings later, but uh, she has slid back up into that number two spot behind Angela for me on the women's side. And most of all, I'm not putting my my game's fate in the hands of Sarah versus Angela the way this whole season has went down. So Desi makes the right move, and production has yet again set up a game where uh, you know it's going to work out because it's going to be balanced that on the men's weeks, the women have the power, and on the women's weeks, the men have the power if they want to hold sway that power the way Danny ultimately does this episode 
But as has happened a lot in the past, they didn't get it 100% perfect on how do we incentivize, you know, how do we have a male elimination, a female elimination alternate, but always it being incentivizing everyone to be trying their hardest, to be working together and whatnot, and not just give one person the power or specifically give the men the power over the women or vice versa. Uh, and so while it's not that one get side gets to totally run the game so that, you know, that in the past has been the worst case scenario, but it's, they, they didn't get it exactly, exactly right, but it's pretty good. And it seems like everyone in the house now realizes how, where the benefits lie within this new format. Moving on to the daily challenge itself, which is quick run through. That was really the biggest storyline episode is just everything around the ultimately the decision Desi has to make. Let's quickly touch on the daily challenge and the elimination as well, just so we can run through a couple other things from this episode. The daily challenge, solid construction. Always love a sabotage-laden game. The sabotage-laden games can be super-duper hit or miss. I thought this one was a big old hit. They really got it. Uh, got you know, It's a little bit of luck on whether they're going to actually work out or that's going to be anticlimactic when you give them the chance to sabotage each other. But this one works. Good TV absolutely great great stuff sarah has no friends that's <laughs> that's really the main thing that was made clear from the daily challenge the fab five line it's the quickness of them all to bail was super duper impressive because there is no way in hell that if they were actually working together actual tight bonds all they have to do is the second they don't even it's you know kayla mentions you know i'm trying to look around it doesn't seem like anyone's like picking up on anything you don't have to do it beforehand. It can be literally the moment TJ blows the horn. One of you just says, wait, everyone stop. All Fab five, stop where you are. Okay, everyone go find one piece, meet back down here, and we're all going to put it on Angela's together. She's going to then go into elimination, and then we're going to pick one person, and then we're all going to go up again, and we're going to do the same thing to Alyssa, and there's no way the two of them have enough time to be able to get all of us out in the amount of time that we could get both of them out, guaranteeing one of them goes to elimination, one of us wins, and then we try to put the other one in versus them. Now, deep down, did some of those Fab Five members think, hey, but if Ang- if we get Angela out first and she goes to elimination, one of us is probably going to have to go against her? I think they were thinking about that, uh, and they were going the little more selfish route, which I think was the ultimately the right idea for everyone, except for maybe Cache, who maybe could have read the room a little bit and thought, if there's anyone at the bottom of this totem pole of these five women from, uh, certainly not from a social standpoint, but from the game standpoint of where, you know, who's going to get thrown in, if one of us were to have to get thrown in, who's going to be looked at as the weakest, whatever, maybe she could have read that, but... Ultimately, the Fab Five just bails on Sarah, with maybe the exception of Kayla, who maybe threw one Sarah's way. The fact that they had footage of Sarah asking literally every single person there, except for Angela, Alyssa, and Tyson, to help her is is hilarious. I mean, I, I'm not going to fault anyone for fighting for their life in the game and everything, but for someone who wanted to go into elimination so badly, um, the fact that she couldn't lead... Uh, this little alliance in figuring this out and getting it done and that no one wanted to. And then for her to just be, you know, telling every single guy that went past the the disillusion with that, of that each one of them was definitely just going to help her out versus Angela. 
uh, and the reveal, I guess, that she must have been having in real time that, oh, all of these guys have have no no interest in helping me versus the big brother person. I thought there was a little bit of Survivor Strong left. So realizing that in the moment was fantastic television and uh, had to be a pretty tough spot for Sarah. But she ultimately does get what she wants. She wanted to go into elimination so uh, and get the money. So uh, ultimately not that big of a deal for her. Alyssa... Side note with the quick shit talking in the hallway right after they were done of like shouldn't have done that was just fantastic. There was a couple different moments where there was some shit talking or some side eye as people ran by each other in the hallway. Fantastic stuff. Cameramen killing it out there. Great, great work from them. They've kind of made Sarah the star of the show for a long stretch now. And that's kind of probably not the best choice that they could have made. I know that for this episode in particular, no matter what they were going to do, that she would have had to be, you know, front and center of this episode, given how prevalent she was that, you know, going into elimination and winning and this whole alliance thing and everything that went down in this daily challenge. But uh, I feel like we found out from the Tysons of the world and uh, the Kylans of the world and a bunch of others in their exit interviews and different things that there has been a lot more going down in the house that we're not seeing a lot more alliances and strategy going down that we haven't been shown. And instead they have favored a storyline like Sarah's. And I think that's a big old miss from the editing team and a big opportunity lost because obviously as we're seeing uh, across, you know, social and everything and, you know, where I've come to and, you know, had a long soliloquy about last week, uh, Sarah isn't winning the hearts of a ton of fans. It's not a storyline that people are loving necessarily. Um, you know, there's an argument to be made. Hey, you know, we, it's always good to root against someone too. That's good for the show to kind of have a villain, but it's not, they're not giving her like a villain edit either. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just not, it's not totally working. It feels like a miss from editing. Uh, elsewhere in the daily challenge, that's enough about Sarah. We got plenty of her in the episode. We don't, really need to talk about it more now because I think it's just going to continue to be a thing the next few episodes, if not through the rest of the season, uh, if she were to make it all the way to the final, which she is now qualified for, as is Danny. My guy Danny gets the W with the assist from Dom. So great to see Danny get his money, get that win. Quick question with the whole, you know, as always, who knows how this is edited together, but we do what we see is that Danny wins by getting four in a row, nothing else on his board. Unknown how many, if any, uh, he dropped on other boards. We But we see Dom drop one or even two different times on David's board to stop him from getting four in a row. And then right after Danny wins, David still finishes his. And then immediately after Dom, Enzo, Tyson finished theirs, Dom, Enzo, Tyson, Ben, all of them, finished theirs and they I think they show us show Tyson finishing last but everyone else just has the four on their board all the guys the only one guy gets sabotaged that we see uh seems to be David which means did David outrun all the other guys like was he getting five six seven of these or were all the other guys actually dropping some on you know Sarah's or was that just the women it was a little bit confusing who did what and who actually from a, a daily where you know, we're going to get a good read on everyone's endurance, which is nice to have going into a final or getting closer to a final. 
We don't actually, in the end, I don't feel like I actually got a good read on anyone except for maybe David is uh, that running on the treadmill with the weight on his back has been paying off. Maybe his cardio was up there, but the fact that they like made it look like Tyson finished last, which maybe that was the case, but we know his endurance is top shelf um, and that Dom seemed to be keeping up with everyone, which if that's true, shout out to Dom. Maybe I'm Maybe I've been unfair about my expectations of Dom on the endurance side. I don't know, but I feel like normally this is the daily where I'm like super psyched to get a read on everyone's endurance level, figure out that little data point about these competitors that we've got, especially with the cast that's all brand new this season, at least to myself and the, you know, the challenge only watchers out there. And instead we don't get that except for maybe this nugget that David should be taking another step seriously uh, shout out to him for a good performance. As for the elimination, a little bit of the flip side of the daily challenge. Didn't really like the elimination at all. Um, yeah, just didn't didn't like it. Maybe have them pull against each other. That was my first initial thought. Why don't they, you know, it be more of a tug of war with the wheel sort of situation, not just first to get to the end of the rope. But if they did that, then it could end up super lopsided if one person that ends up in there is just way stronger than the other. So I get maybe why they did this. It seemed like a more fair, could get a tight finish uh, elimination, which we do the second round, get a very tight finish. But there's just not enough going on for me. Just run and, you know, run for however long it took them to wrap up 300 feet um, and not, not being able to see each other not getting great overhead camera views to see how close it was. It wasn't until right after he blew the horn that we kind of got to see, oh, the the rope lifted all the way off the ground. Cache was right there at the end as well. I just, I didn't get, didn't get a lot from it. Didn't totally like it. Speaking of Cache though, final thing here from a storyline standpoint and from the elimination, anything from the episode overall, Cache, sad to see her go. She brought a lot of personality to this show that, is lacking in that, just that, just personality, fun, exuberance. I'm excited every time a confessional of hers comes on screen. I'm excited every time she comes on my screen because I feel like I'm going to get something entertaining or fun or heartwarming or good or just generally positive in any way. And I don't know if the show is choosing to not show as much. You know, other people are showing that personality and just not uh, given the, you know, given the shine that they deserve, but we got a decent amount of it from Cache, and it's going to be sorely missed now having that personality removed from the show. I think she would be an absolutely fantastic addition to the flagship show. I feel that way pretty much about all of the Love Island men and women who have been on this, which makes total sense that they are come from a show which would be a little more in line with, you know, I, I haven't watched Love Island, but I know there's a decent amount of similarities to that to Are You the One, which, you know, was for a brief minute there, the feeder system of flagship MTV's challenge. So uh, I feel the same as with her as I have for a lot of the Love Island folks who have been eliminated, which, by the way, there's only one left down to just Justine holding strong for the Love Island crew. But Cache, fantastic addition if they ever got her over on the flagship or back in the USA world, back on any of these Loved her on this show. Going to be sad to not see her on my screen next week. Let's hand out some awards, shall we? Best quote, best moment, episode MVP. You know how we do here. Let's start with the best quote of the episode, which we've only got two nominees. Not a... 
Not a very quippy episode. Not uh, not a whole lot going on in this department. There was a Kiki reference made. We're not going to nominate the Kiki reference this week. We're going to give it a quick break, but we're keeping track of the Kiki counter, as I know a lot of you out there are doing. But our two nominees, one comes right off the top of the episode from Cache, who lets it be known she's going to act up if she ends up on a boat. You put me on a boat, I act up. <laughs> just being on a boat just makes you feel sexy, elevated, young, free, you know? Your girl is fully qualified for the final. And the women's elimination is next, so I'm definitely a little nervous. But I feel like we all need it today to kind of let loose and just live, laugh, love. Do you know what I mean? Again, that personality... The enjoyment I had every time I saw her come on the screen this season is definitely going to be missed in the upcoming episode. Second nominee for the quote of the week and the one that I am going to give the win for the quote of the week this week goes to one Mr. Tyson Apostle himself who likes to be the richest man in the room at any given time. I would love to win this to keep Angela safe, Alyssa safe. Enzo surpassed me on the money list. I don't like that feeling very much. I like to be the richest one in the room everywhere I go. That's why I only go to cheap restaurants. That's a very, very sound strategy he has there. And, you know, and uh, I just I just like everything about it. So Tyson wins the quote of the week. As for the best moment of the week, there's a lot of little tiny moments this episode that I loved to pick from. I tried to narrow things down. We ended up going with four of them here, although I feel like I'm blatantly missing one that I already referenced and now I can't remember. But anyways, let's go through the nominees I've got listed down. First and foremost, Sarah pleading with everyone to help her and no one doing it. That entire long montage was just fantastic. Everything about that was Fantastic. Second nominee then, Danny and Desi holding court, which I'm just lumping all of it in. I loved everything about every moment, every conversation that Danny and Desi had together, separately, individually with others in group. I loved seeing both of them hold court, hold the power at the bar and have different people come to them at different times and talk and the confidence they both had and just the like, no, this, we're going to, We're going to play this power position right. We're going to think it through. We're going to get as much info as we can. We're going to take our time with it. Everything about it was great. And just as two people who have been at the top of my personal power rankings of people I have fallen in love with on this season so far, getting to see both of them shine, getting to see both of them at front and center of the episode, the whole episode long, was absolutely fantastic. Third nominee then. The hilariously cold conversation between Sarah and Alyssa at the bar, just incredible. Love me a strategy, an attempted, you know, peace offering strategy session, apology, backhanded, I'm coming for you, but I just want to play nice for the camera conversation. Love everything about it. Every time one of these goes down, this one was a fantastic version of it. Alyssa makes the approach. Both women realize, yeah, we don't, we have no, we don't want to talk to each other at all. You want to just make this super awkward and cold and uh, for 30 seconds, then leave. Okay, good. That's where we're going to end up. Nothing accomplished other than reaffirming where the clear lines are drawn. That's the third nominee. Fourth and final nominee, then very, very quick, small moment in the background. You might not have even seen it. You might have missed it. It was so small, but. They have a basketball hoop, and we get a glimpse of Tyson and Angela playing 
on that basketball hoop. And this just immediately, you see a basketball hoop in a challenge house. You immediately have to think of one of the greatest moments in the history of the challenge. I'm talking free agents, CT versus Teresa one-on-one. One of the most iconic moments and scenes and memories in challenge history. Uh, this wasn't that, obviously. This was a literal glimpse of Angela shooting one shot on what looks to be a pretty busted up basketball hoop. But uh, just because uh, I'm a big basketball nerd myself and getting that flashback to CT versus Teresa, just seeing them on that basketball hoop and knowing they have another extra activity to go around uh, made me feel uh made me feel good made me want to nominate it here but of all of these I'm gonna have to go with we're just gonna give the award to Danny and Desi as a group for all of the the long many conversations that were had it was it was great to watch them both hold that down and come to the forefront of the episode loved everything about that so even though that's not one specific moment it's still winning the moment of the week because I make the rules on to episode MVP a quick tie for fifth between Tyson, Angela, and Alyssa, who are, you know, tangentially uh, in the storyline of this episode, but being the stars that they are, they're all such professionals at this, those three. Uh, they found a way to, even in an episode where there was a clear four people, you know, front and center, mainly involved with everything, they were a half step on the outside of that, but still find a way to be very entertaining, to be a part of everything, to anytime they're on the screen, be a value add. Those three all get a tied, just uh, you know, a, a shout out for that they're still just being the pros that they are. But top four for the MVP of the episode, Sarah, Cache, Desi, and Danny. Danny takes home the win, tight you know, over Desi. It's very hard to pick between either of them this episode. Sarah and Cache, obviously super involved, uh, bringing a lot to this episode. But I've got to give it to Kiki's husband, Danny, getting himself qualified for the final, getting that win in the big football stadium, different football, but, you know, still works. Getting the shout out to his dad as well as his wife in the confessional booths on this one. So everything Danny was doing, and ultimately he's the one that realizes he had the true power. He got to hold it down. He got to bring his alliance, a new member into it, even solidifying his and their all games even further. So Danny is the MVP of the episode. Let's do a quick update of our power rankings. We referenced one of the changes earlier on the personal power ranking sides. My favorites of the season haven't changed really at all. Danny, Angela, Desi, they've been riding in the top three pretty much the whole season. That's pretty much, uh, I don't, I don't see how any way that's going to change at this point. Um, yeah, don't see that changing. However, we do have some change. On the actual female power rankings for the season, Angela continues to hold down that number one spot. She's trying to go wire to wire with that top spot. Desi moves back into the second spot, bumps Alyssa down to third. They just swap places. And then now that we're down to six on each side, I might as well go in full order instead of the tiers we had before. So Angela, Desi, Alyssa, Justine, Sarah, Kayla, that's the six in order how I have them shaken out. If they ran a final right now, that's the order I would expect them to possibly finish. 
I give Angela, Desi, and Alyssa the three. Those are the three I'm looking at as the ones who could win this. I don't really see Justine, Sarah, or Kayla pulling off a win unless they somehow, if only three women make the final and they can have those three be the finalists, then maybe, obviously, one of them in that scenario would have to win. But Angela, Desi, Alyssa, I'm looking at them as kind of a clear tier A above the other three. Then over on the men's side, uh, nothing changes from where we were at last week. Tyson's number one. There's a pretty big gap. Danny's number three. You know, if we leave number two open for that gap space, Danny's number three. And then Dom, Ben, David, Enzo, they're they're just below all of them. They don't. I don't think they have a chance in a final unless they are able to get Tyson out before that final, which very much could happen to given if they could get him into an elimination and pending what that elimination is. But... Uh, So, you know, if I had to separate those final four, David over Enzo, Ben and Dom, probably Ben over Enzo and Dom, probably Dom and Enzo, who the hell knows, uh, probably. So Tyson clearly been the front runner the whole way, unless they get him out in a limb. I see no possible way he gets beat in a final. As for predictions moving forward, speaking of that last week, we did say Tyson and Angela would win this show and that Tyson wouldn't show up for the global tournament. Uh, So that's still in play. Neither of them went home this week. Pretty much everything else we've said all season long is wrong. Cache was originally a finalist we thought uh, or that we predicted, so that's out now. We've lost half of the people we predicted to be in the finals. Um, We pretty much haven't gotten anything right, uh, except our very first two we did. Um, And for this week... I'm still just sticking with Tyson and Angela going to win the show. Once you know, once we made that prediction last week, uh, it's kind of hard to add anything beyond that. But if anything, I will say the next time on does show that maybe some people now that everyone has enough money to make it to the final, there can't be a money protects money alliance behind the scenes like we found out via Tyson and Kylan and others that there has been even more so than they've shown us on the show. So I will go with, if I've got to add a new one, I still am standing by what I said last week, Tyson and Angela are going to win this show, but I'm also adding in both Tyson and Angela will win an elimination in route to the final and winning the show. So Tyson and Angela, Ben stars so far, been the cream of the crop so far competitively, and I think they're going to show it even more, not just by winning this season, but also having to prove themselves an elimination along the way. So that's your newest prediction. We'll add it to the list. We'll keep track, see if maybe that one can be, you know, we can get this win percentage a little bit higher because so far this season it has been a little bit dismal with the predictions here. But that's how it goes from time to time. So with that, We've covered it all. Great episode, action-packed episode. Glad we've finally got to see a lot of the maneuvering behind the scenes that we've learned about after the fact, not from the actual show itself in recent weeks. So I'm glad we got the full view this week, got to see everything. I'm pumped that my guy Danny got a win. My girl Desi got a win. Sad to see Cache go, but think the drama is here to stay with the setup, with everything we've got left, these final 12 competitors looking forward to the rest of the season so that is it for the pod today thank you so much for being here as i said at the top of this if you've got a absolutely incredible challenge take that you've always wanted to share with the world don't be scared let me know send them my way at challenge historian on instagram 
100 takes for the 100th episode coming next Monday. You can be a part of it. Send me your takes. I want to hear your wildest, craziest opinion about the challenge. If it's good, if it's one of the best, it will make the episodes 100 takes for the 100th episodes coming next Monday. So hit me up or just if you want to talk challenge anytime, I'm here. That's what I'm for. So at Challenge Historian on Instagram, hit that follow subscribe button wherever you may be listening. A lot of content coming your way in the coming weeks and months here as we ramp things back up post travel also got challenge mania chicago this week i can't believe i didn't even mention that a couple days away from challenge mania chicago we'll talk about all of that on the pod sometimes next week as well if you're going to be there and you're still somehow listening to this podcast absolutely let me know hit me up let's meet up let's chat there in person at challenge mania chicago so with that thank you for being here love to you all talk to you again soon until then peace